This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Hello and welcome back to another week of the Balance Podcast. Now I have a very, very exciting guest with me today. We do have the amazing Ashley from Melbourne Lashes. Now she is arguably probably Melbourne's best educator and we are well aware that people not only fly interstate but internationally to train with Ash, which is an epic achievement on her own part. So hello, Ashley, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Very, very good. Today we are we're going to chat a little bit biz. We're going to do all the things. I personally have trained with Ash and had an amazing time, and a lot of my girls have trained with Ash as well. So we could argue that we make a pretty epic Melbourne team, but <laughs> definitely, definitely. So I always start my podcasts with a weekly high and a weekly low. Now these can be big, small, whatever it is. I will bite the bullet and I will go first. My weekly high this week is I actually, we had my sister's 30th on the, on the weekend, her 30th birthday, and we all got together and my whole family was there. We just had like a really, really good time. And I was in bed before midnight and that was, that was it for me. That's a win. (laughs) So that's definitely my weekly high. My weekly low, I actually have had a very, very good week, thankfully. But Connor literally today has injured his finger, potentially broken at work, which makes life a little bit challenging. But you, you get that. What can you yeah. do if it's broken? It's broken. It's it's exactly. done now. <laughs> you recover now. That's yeah, it. Exactly. Unexpected right. things happen. Well, also for the low, I think for me, being a mum this week has been tough because Jack is not himself. That's my little son. He's nearly two. So lack of sleep. Oh, my God. And you'd think I'd be used to it by now by having a two-year-old, but he's generally a really good sleeper. So the lack of sleep this week has killed me Mm. and just really testing the patient. So I guess that's sort of, you know, it's not that it's a low, but it's something that I'm struggling with this week. So lack of sleep, and I guess when that happens, you know, the, the drive and the, and the motivation to get things done does start to decline. Yeah. But, you know, the show must go on. <laughs> and I think my high this week would definitely have to be yesterday. I did like a day retreat with my kinesiologist. She's mm-hmm. incredible. And she did a little sort of like retreat day kind of workshop. And oh my God, it was so beautiful it was very spiritual just so beautiful to connect with other like-minded women and just to sort of navigate this new I guess aspect of my life that I'm discovering at the moment and that has definitely been my high and made me really want more of it so that's a good sign for me yeah, there's nothing like a good good retreat. I was on um, a business slash personal retreat yes. probably three weeks ago and I came Absolutely. back and I was like, you feel entirely different. You like, do. You just, there's that level that you went in at, it just doesn't even exist anymore. You're just, you're on this whole different platform with all these new views and energy and everything. And I, and I think too, because we have lost so much human connection for, for a while, we need that as humans. We need that connection to build experience and, and aspects of our life. And when we don't have that, a lot of what's around us sort of starts to crumble. So I feel like we need more of these kind of retreats, day um, events, just to connect on a really nice, deeper level. So yeah. I think it's incredible. 
Totally agree. And I think even a massive part of not only obviously that stems from a, a lot of lockdowns and restrictions and all that, but yeah. even just in the sense of being sole traders, most people yeah. will be just working by themselves with their their clients and they struggle to connect with other people that are going through the same journey as them because there mm-hmm. aren't necessarily huge avenues for them to sort of explore that a little bit deeper. So retreats, group courses, all of the things, there's a connection like no other. Yeah, definitely. We need it. We need more yeah, of it. <laughs> absolutely. Now, I obviously know quite a bit about you and your journey, but for yeah. those playing along at home that have not quite been introduced into your world yet, mm-hmm. give us a bit of an overview on building Melbourne Lashes and all the sort of phases you've gone through until now. Okay. So I've been in the industry for a long time. So there's a big process, I guess, and it's been going on for a while. But vaguely, I started when I was about 18. I didn't finish high school, so I didn't complete my last year of year 12 because, to be completely honest, I hated school. Um, I wasn't very academic. I just didn't fit in. It just just didn't uh, sit well with me. I just didn't thrive in that area. I was already working in retail, and then I wanted to dive into the beauty industry because I loved it. I've always loved anything beauty. So I did a nail course and then I did a lash course with the girl who was doing my lashes at the time, which we're talking about when I was 18. So I'm 32 now, so a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you sort of just double into that. And I had a lot of jobs. So I'd find myself after two or three years getting really bored um, because it just wasn't stimulating enough for me. I wasn't getting that that butterfly not butterfly feeling but I just I knew I had more to offer I think that's what it was energy yeah yeah and I always from a young age strive to do something incredible I'm coming from an entertainer's background I did a lot of singing so I had something there but I couldn't I didn't know how to channel it and I guess I didn't have a lot of people around me that ran businesses or were quite entrepreneurial that could sort of guide me anyway long story short uh, when I was about 22, I met my now husband and he ran his own business. And he kind of said to me, Ash, what are you doing? Like, you're doing lashes on the side, but you're running your full-time business. And I was also working at a day spa a couple of nights a week. He was like, why don't you just do it for yourself? I'm like, oh, well, I don't know how. How the hell do you do this? Because I had no one to show me. So um, fast forward a little bit. I did work really hard on my business, gaining a clientele. I really quickly figured out how to gain the right clientele for me. I really focused on my target audience without even realizing that's what I was doing. Then I quit my full-time job, which was incredible because let me tell you, at the time, I hated it so much that I would wake (laughs) up and if I was a little bit sick, I'd be like, yes, I'm sick. I don't have to go to work today. That's how much I hated being there. Again, financially, it just, I was stuck. Like there was no growth you know, I knew I needed, I wanted more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, quit, quit that job and then um, started on my own. Within four months, I'm going to say, I was fully booked and for a long time knocking back a lot of clients. So then I thought, well, let's try this whole hiring staff, running a salon. Mm. So I gave that a go. And at the time, I just sort of started training because a lot of people would contact me and say oh my god I love what you're doing how do you do this and how did you start your business and how do you lash like that being the person that I am I'm like oh I'll come I'll teach you I'll show you I'm a very open person I love to help people so the the girls that I would then train I would think well why don't you come work for me so it kind of grew organically from there so I had about four girls and like I said at the time I was slowly building up the academy, but it wasn't anything I thought, oh, I'm going to open an academy. 
I'm going to offer training. It was just nothing that was even on the horizon. But then I saw the lack of support, specialised training, solely focusing on lashes, and that momentum just grew and grew. And I fell in love with the process of teaching someone something, helping them establish themselves, and then them growing. Oh, my God, that I felt like a real proud mum. Yeah. And the girls call me their lash mum, and that's what it is. It's they're my children. I'm, I'm I'm seeing them blossom into something that I was a part of, that journey that I was a part of. And I think the hardest part for me was jumping from salon owner to um, educator. Yeah. And because I'm such a perfectionist, doing both at the same time just didn't sit well with me because I couldn't give 100% to both. Yeah. I probably could have, but I didn't want to stretch myself that far. I didn't want to push so that I was burnt out. So I made the, probably the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my whole career and life was to close the salon. It was hard because I spent 10 or so years building up Melbourne Lashes. Everyone knew me as, oh, you're Melbourne Lashes. So I built <laughs> that for years and I that was my baby, like, you know, and to, to shut that down, to then go into something that I didn't really know that much about. Yeah was scary um the unknown it's like everything that we do that first initial step is always the hardest because we don't know what it's going to look like we don't know how it's going to pan out and I guess not luckily for me because I did work very hard but it has worked in my favor and I'm so appreciative and grateful that I believed in myself and the girls who I'd already trained the success of, of them kind of gave me that boost that I need to go, you know what, Ash, you're on the right path. Let's just take it to the next level and see where you are. And four, five years later, I'm, I'm still running the academy. We're still here. <laughs> I'm still here. And I love it. Like I can yeah. generally say I love going to work. Like I yeah. never thought. No little work. sickness will get you not going in. <laughs> oh, my God, no way. I'll be there. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, I think the transition between the two worlds is what a lot of people struggle with. And I mean, speaking from experience, I've still got a finger in both pies, right? Like I still have my my services that I do two days a week with my normal clients, but obviously I train almost every week as well. And so it's sort of like navigating that transition. And I mean, from my experience, what I feel like the biggest hesitation is not necessarily, is this going to work out? But it's like, I spent so much time building this clientele. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's it, it's a totally new clientele. People that yeah. want to train from you, of course, there's going to be some overlap between people that are clients and industries interested in the industry. But yeah. it's it's a scary step, and I think that even a lot of girls that I see in my LEC, there, you know, that's what's stopping them because they're like, it's just it's a whole new business essentially. Yeah. But arguably, the most rewarding part of beauty I've ever worked in. It is, and I think. You have to love the aspect of teaching. Not everyone is for teaching. Like I said, I hated school. I was not Mm. the best student. So for me to be sitting here or in front of a class full of girls teaching them something is bizarre to me. If someone said to me, you know, when I was a teenager, (laughs) hey, Ash, you're going to become a teacher, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. But I'm doing, I'm teaching something that I'm passionate about, that I actually, I I love it. And I feel when when it comes from love and, and enjoyment, it comes organically and that's yeah. sort of, you know, we can talk about, you know, how it builds your business because it's organic, but that's, that's how it all begins. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think unfortunately in the industry sort of currently where we are, we're at, we're seeing a lot of people, I think, move into the education space in terms of just motivation and money. And I think that as human beings, it's natural to want money. It's natural to want wealth and to build that. But mm-hmm. I always say I will never advertise a course of mine based on how much money you can make as the job. Yeah. I'm never going to say, oh, you could do six clients a week and you could make this much money. And if you do 10 clients a week, you'll make this much money. Because if you are doing it purely for the money, you'll burn out and you'll hate it. Yes. But in saying that as well, I feel that for me, I attract a type of student that is new. So what I like to do is I like to get a girl that is lost feeling like, okay, what can I do with my life? Because that was me. What am I going to do? I'm not going to go to uni because I hate it or I've done this job and it's not for me. If you don't know what sort of lifestyle or what this can bring you, how do you know you might be interested? Mm. So sometimes you can still use those strategies of, yes, you can make X amount of dollars, but also as well, this is what kind of you, this is a lifestyle you're going to yeah. then be able to create based off those things. So I, I do believe that there is room for both of those things yeah, to definitely. give an overall thing and it will attract the type of client that you are trying to attract based based on the information you're providing. So, you know, if you do post about, you know, this is how much money it can make you, someone that is driven financially, but yeah, okay, well, that's sort of where I would like to be. Or if you're more driven on lifestyle and freedom and and having that flexibility, then you will then attract that type of client. So I think it's sort of being transparent with, yes, you can earn this much, but that's really not the end goal. The end goal is to create this lifestyle of happiness and joy and freedom. And financially, yes, that's a massive That's a pillar. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It has to be a part of it, um, but it's not the sole Mm. purpose. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And like, don't get us wrong. There's there's plenty of money in beauty. There's oh, plenty yeah. of room to make to make great money. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, it, it's it's got plenty of potential. And you can honestly, I always say, if I didn't start in beauty, I would have no idea where I would be right now. I remember my dad saying to me when I started my lash course, like, Ash, what are you doing? Why are you wasting your time for this is not going to be a thing for long? Like you're wasting your time, not going to make much money out of this. And how are you going to set yourself up? Blah, blah, blah. My parents have always been hard workers and very, uh, they've instilled a lot of independence into me, my sister. So he's always like, you know, don't rely on a man to support you. So he was always thinking, oh, how are you going to get into this beauty industry? And how is that going to financially support you? Obviously, fast forward years later, he'd look at me, oh my God, Ash, like, I was so wrong. Can I come and get a job with you? Because no one really, everyone underestimates the beauty industry. Oh, oh, I'm just in beauty. Oh, yeah. But what goes into being in the beauty industry is so depth. Like it's so in depth. There's so much to it. But the financial side of it is so underrated. Yeah. No and I really think anyone on the outside actually truly has no idea what goes on on the inside. I remember a similar thing when I started beauty. I did it as a, a way of keeping myself financed while I was in uni. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to do this on the side. I was already in beauty. I was a makeup artist for a couple of years beforehand. So it was sort of a natural progression. And my dad was like, yeah, babe, you can set up like your little salon in the front room. We had like the perfect (laughs) tiny room. And I, similar thing, I reckon I was booked out within probably four to six months of starting in lashing. And my dad would sit there on his computer. Dad finishes work by like two o'clock in the afternoon. He would sit there on his computer right outside the door. And he would see the amount of girls that come in and come out. I was there before he woke up in the morning and I was there after he went to bed. And he honestly was like, oh my gosh, like that is, it's crazy. 
Yeah. Like so wild. And even still yes. trying to explain to people, oh, I don't actually just wax eyebrows every day. Like I actually have this whole thing going on. But if, yeah. unless you're in the Instagram world or in the industry, you sort of yeah. don't really get it. No, you don't. And again, it's, I and I've learned this probably more recently, something I'm focusing on is what we perceive. It's what we have been taught to perceive and how things should look and things like that. So people perceive someone that didn't go to uni or uh, maybe didn't, that is in the beauty industry that doesn't have more of an academic, like a lawyer or a doctor, yeah. we perceive them to not be as smart or as financially stable. Again, it's this perception and this thought around it, that stigma that needs to change. Yeah, stigma. And yeah. it is, it is, it's changing. With the help of people like you and I, I feel it is changing that stigma. Yeah, and, and hopefully it continues to because I think that Definitely. so many people would benefit from being in an industry like this. There is yeah. so much flexibility, fun, enjoyment, all the things, and, and slowly but surely I think a lot of people are realising that the way like the westernised work structure is, it's just not working. Like yeah. your Monday to Friday 9 to 5 is, is not working for a lot of people. And, and this is where, like, this type of fun, joyous work gets to come into it as well. Yeah, we're pretty lucky. <laughs> we are very lucky. I want to circle back to where you sort of were talking about that the first bit where you were building up your business and mm-hmm. sort of focusing on attracting your ideal client. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like was the best thing to do in the sense of building your clientele for that ideal client? When I was lashing? Yeah. I think what it was for me was I'm a very fussy person I'm very I'm a, like I said before a perfectionist so when I was to go get my services done like lashes and nails I was very I had a high standard of what I should be receiving so when I started my business it was like okay well if this is what I want I'm going to give that to my student uh, to my clients mm. so I think it just came purely from what do I want to feel like when I'm getting this service done yeah. so I really try to focus on the client in front of me to the point where in my consultations, I would ask them, what's your favourite music or artist? Because what I would then do is when before they'd come in, I'd check their sheet, put on, let's say, Ed Sheeran, yeah. and they would instantly go, oh, my God, this feels so good. Oh, my God, I love this music. Little touch points like that help to, I guess, gain that client's um, love and trust and that was my main focus the whole time all I wanted I wanted to do the best lashes obviously but I also wanted them to walk out feeling great feeling comfortable feeling valued cared about valued and now that's obviously transformed and trickled into my academy Um, it's just that sense of care and love and I think that comes from my Italian background being Sicilian it's all about that family and it's like a big hug you know I want I want you to come in and feel like my (laughs) arms around you type thing so I think with the target audience it was all about focusing on them and also working on my craft like I was a perfectionist the days of have someone there in front of me I would practice I would get anyone I could possibly get on my lash bed no excuses (laughs) like I didn't care so mastering my craft Mm. and focusing on the clients and gaining their trust yeah and you nail those two things and you're right as brain I think client I guess interaction relationships is is a massive part of it because in this day and age so many people can do lashes and so many people can do them really well yeah do them really poorly as well but so many people can do them really well and what makes it different what makes a client stick with you is how they feel when they're in your space if they feel loved valued connection 
all of those things because yeah. if you have to choose to spend an hour every third week with someone you love and someone that you don't mind, who are you going to go with? Yeah, and I guess I just draw on experience because that, that had happened to me. I had lashes done by a girl who was incredible. I made I was made to feel like a, a burden. Oh, oh yeah, get come lay on the bed. What do you want? Like there, there was just no love there, and I never went back because I didn't feel valued, mm. and I would never want anyone to feel like that in my space, in my presence, in my salon or the academy. So that was always my main focus and still is to this day. Um, and you don't have to complicate it. Keep it simple. Yeah. Don't have to add in all of these things. You don't have to have the coolest looking room. Yes, it has to be clean and neat, but don't overcomplicate things. I feel we get so caught up in, I've got to have all these things in order to have a successful business. Keep things simple and true to who you are. Mm, absolutely. Grow organically. Yeah. yeah, it will come. It will yeah. come. Yeah, yeah. We love. As we, as I mentioned at the start, I know that girls have quite literally flown internationally to see you as well mm-hmm. as interstate, which is a pretty epic achievement on your behalf. What yeah. do you feel like specifically is the thing about your trainings that people are so willing to jump on a plane for? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I still, like, I still... Like when I get a booking from someone, for example, and a couple of girls come from New Zealand, I'm like, oh my God, like I still get like, oh, like do you know, like a little school, they're like, oh my God, they're coming all the way to see me. I have that beautiful, that gratefulness, that beautiful feeling of, oh my God, appreciation. But I think what it is for me is I, I again, it's that sense of family, that sense yeah. of love, support and connection that I try to portray my followers I guess if they're following me on social media um and just that support because I think that I I know I know where they are like I've been where they have been right so I understand how they feel I understand where they need to go so to be able to give them my support and guidance maybe that's what it is that kind of comes through but I think I've just I've established, I guess, a great relationship with people who are following me. I try my best to be as, again, organic as possible. Sorry, organic, authentic as possible. And I guess, too, I really understand who I'm talking to when I'm when I'm talking on social media. I know my audience. So when I'm talking and creating content, I know exactly what I need to say to help you get to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that might pull at heartstrings or it might trigger something in someone going, you know what? she's the girl for me yeah. because I can see myself in her. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is, you know, we look at successful people from the outside and think, oh, I must have just come easy to her or uh, you lose that sense of disconnection because you can't relate. So what I try my best to do is to relate to my potential students because I have been there before. Yeah. I know exactly what it is. Yeah. I know exactly where they're standing and I know the steps that they need to take to get to their desired outcome. So I think it's just creating that trust, that connection, and, again, that sense of family and love and know that I'm like their, I'm going to be their lash mum. I'm going to be yeah. there, <laughs> hug them, you know, support them, call them, message, whatever it might be, yeah. and I'll be their biggest cheerleader. And I think, well, I hope that that's what translates. But in saying that as well, like I've had comments of people like, oh, I thought you were going to be a bitch. <laughs> and I'm just like, no. That's yeah. just, I'm like this tiny little girl <laughs> that just wants to spread love and help as many people as yeah. I can. And I think I have to, I want to try my best to translate that. And I, I'm pretty sure that message does get out. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I, yeah, I think it's, 
I yeah, again, it comes down to I know how scary it is to take that first step and um, just sharing my experience and showing them that I have done it and I've done it for multiple yeah. people, I think also resonates with them as well. So, um, yeah, but I'm always humbled and almost mm. so grateful when I see someone, oh, I'm coming from such and such. I'm like, oh, my God, for me? Really? Yeah. Just for me? <laughs> Just for me? Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's an epic an epic achievement to have people know you so far beyond and even yeah. if I, like ever like oh lash course this is where you want to go um, yeah. and people are always already aware of who you are and, and what you do and I think that uh, the love definitely translates not only online but I think that every person that comes into your world and into those trainings they feel so loved and valued which is why they stay on so yes. for me I mean like I've done more courses than I could probably ever count and the thing about your training for me was like literally what day one lunchtime you took us all out for lunch and we had like and I cried yeah <laughs> I cried at lunch I'm a very emotional person and at the same time like I'm not going to hide who I truly am because I wouldn't be doing myself any justice and I I, I want to be as transparent as possible because at the end of the day this is life yeah you know and I think at the time yeah we went out for lunch and I like to again connect with everybody because. You're, you're taking a step into my world for this short amount of time. I also want to know you. Mm-hmm. I also want to be a part of yours so I can then help you achieve your goals because we all have different goals. We all have different desires and I want to know what they are so I can help you achieve them. Um, but, yeah, I took you all out for lunch and I think that's a really nice way just to connect and show a, a more vulnerable side to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person, I'm not just a lash trainer. I'm, I'm, I'm multi- multiple levels. I've got... Yeah different experience real yeah humans as well and I made a post this morning on Instagram about how just because we're quote-unquote successful it doesn't mean that you're you won't experience hard things in your business anymore and just because when you get to a certain level it it doesn't all of a sudden mean like you know if someone gave you a poor review or if anything like that was to come up it's like you're not all of a sudden just obliterated or can't have access to that it still happens at every level and I think that normalizing you know, the human side of running a business, even in success, is a massive part of it as well. But I think, too, we get better. Mm. It's not that it gets easier. You get better at dealing with things. Yeah. You know, like I remember, I help, like, you know, I have a mentor program where I have my girls sign up to a program where I help them develop their business. And the little problems that come up start to me now, I'm like, oh, that's easy. We can overcome that. Like it could be a client got a little bit of chemical burn or um, the retention wasn't good. I'm like, oh, that's easy. We'll we'll fix that. That's something so simple. So it never, I think we tend to look at problems or um, obstacles as a a negative Mm. when really that's just the path. That's just what we've come to. Okay, then we overcome it and we move on and we learn. Yeah. And I say this to the girls all the time. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. This is where you learn the most. You'll know what not to do next time. Yeah. So we have this stigma about failure and we're so scared to fail when really you should be scared not to fail because if you fail, you learn. That's where you learn the most in those deep, dark moments or a feeling of discomfort. That's where we grow and where we learn. Yeah, I kind of went off topic there, but I'm just, <laughs> it's so important to sort of see that aspect of, of success. It's going to look different for everybody. Mm. Um, but know that, yeah, you're not going to get to a destination and put your feet up and oh, relax. It's yes, done. Yeah. There's not much of a finish, a finish line. There's no resort for us up here at the top. <laughs> but it is at the top. 
No, no probably that's never. Right. So exactly, like like I said to you, if you told me 14 years, 15 years ago that I'm going to be teaching, I'd be like, no, I'm not. I never knew that this was where it's going to lead to. And God knows where I'm going to be in 10 years. Yeah. You know, so it's about just enjoying that process and, and experiencing things that will become who you are. Yeah. I think it's a, a beautiful segue into sort of the mindset mindset shifts that we've had to have in order to to get to this point yeah. part of business and what enough not enough people are considering or what a lot of people get stuck in is obviously that starting building like just trying to get it going what's your sort of I guess approach on that I think for me, and this has become a lot more dominant in the last 12 months of my life through a personal experience, but I think that, and I'm discovering that your mind, if your mindset isn't in the right form, nothing will stick or nothing will, um, it will become a little bit more difficult. So I feel like we need to understand that everything that we see, experience and feel is a perspective or it's a perception, right? And our our perception and, I guess, is shaped by our experiences. So you could have a lolly and I could have the same lolly and the way it tastes to you will be completely different to how it tastes to me and that's just my perception. So I think when we start to think about our mindset, we need to understand that just because we are taught one thing doesn't mean that that's the only way Mm -hmm. and that your mind can go in different directions to then help you establish a strong mindset. Um, So I feel that to be be able to find success in whatever it is you're doing, whether it's running a business, being in a relationship, um, I think you really have to strengthen your mind Mm -hmm. um, and start to really dig deep and find your own, your, your truth. Um, and this is obviously going into like more of a spiritual way. Of, Which of is totally things. my vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, again, experiences have taught me that not everything is going to work out the way you think, or it's not going to look and feel mm. like the way you think it's going to be. And that's okay. Because I think what we do is in business, let's go back to business. We think, okay, I'm going to start a business. This is what I'm going to do. This is what's going to happen. This is what it's going to look like. This is what it's going to feel like. Yeah. And then when you start to go through the emotions, like, oh, hang on a second. This feels different. This looks different. And then we get disappointed and discouraged and like retreat back into our comfort zone. When really, how are you supposed to know what it's going to look and feel like if you've never experienced it before? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's something again that I'm learning that I've never experienced what it's like to be a mom or I've never experienced what it's like to, you know, do this, this and that, running an academy. So go through the motions, enjoy the experiences that you have and learn from them all. And then that's when you start to grow. And again, that comes from the mind. So I think um, strengthening your mindset and the power of your mind um, will then make the journey and the process a hell of a lot easier um, to navigate through those tough times. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's so much we could dive into this. And I think, It's something that I want to focus more on because I believe it's like building a house, right? If you have an unstable concrete slab or a timber frame, how is the rest of the house supposed to establish? So if your mind is not in the right place, how is everything else around you going to work, really? Mm. 
So it's the foundation. Get your mind clear and get your mind um, strong and everything else will follow. Again, it's not always going to be strong. And not a guarantee. Feel, yeah. <laughs> no, you're not always going to feel positive. You're not always going to feel happy and joy. And I think that's a perception of, oh, once you're successful and once you get married and mm. once you have this and once you're going to be happy and happiness comes and goes. Like I'll, I can have a day of 10,000 emotions. Yeah. Happy, tiredness, anxiety, depression a little bit. Yeah. complete joy and, and gratefulness. That all comes in with one day. And, again, the perception I think that we see now on social media is we need to have it all sorted out by a certain yeah. age. It need needs to look like this and you should feel like this. And it's not that at all. Mm. I think not social media plays a, a massive role in it and keeping it real on social media because sometimes even people's keeping it real is it. And no one's, I mean, allowed to have every single portion of you and your aspects and and your emotions but I think social media makes it really hard to plug into realness as well because what you're seeing consistently is is all of the success of all of the people and even if they're keeping it real and sharing about their emotions it's only to a certain level because for most people you're running businesses so it, it doesn't make sense in terms of professionalism to go into the deepest darkest corners of your little brain so it does make it really tricky social media and I think that a lot of people get stuck in the comparison. And the biggest thing that I've ever learned with comparison in terms of what that means for me is as soon as I feel like I'm jealous of someone or if I resent someone or I'm looking at their stories and I'm like, gosh, it just shows me that I want something that they have. Yes. And it's yes. got nothing to do with them at all. And they're just mirroring back whatever I want in my life. So say, I mean, for instance, in the last sort of two weeks a big theme for me is like good weather like everyone that lives in Queensland I'm looking at it like I'm like yeah I'm really jealous yeah. and you feel it in your heart you're like I actually am a little bit shitty that you get that and I don't and it's like yes. okay babe but you can fix that book a yeah. holiday done yeah exactly right yeah and yeah. again it's perception um, you know, we can look at something, um, we can look at you and I, again, can look at the one apple and you mm-hmm. could see it as one and I could see it as another. So it's about shifting your perception and knowing that there's um, different aspects to everything and you will then, I guess, resonate with whatever it is, you know, that runs mm-hmm. deep with you. Um, but another thing that I wanted to sort of touch on was a question I get asked a lot about and as well I see a lot of my students struggling with is this whole motivation. Yeah, And I always get asked, you know, how do you stay motivated all the time? And the answer is no, you don't. Mm. And I feel that when you start to rely on motivation, shit doesn't get done. And the reason that is is because motivation is an emotion. Mm. As we know, especially us females, (laughs) we can go on a rollercoaster of emotions within a matter of hours or a day. Mm. So if you're relying on motivation, to get things done or to move yourself from A to B or to start this business or to clean your house or whatever it might be, you may never get there because you're relying on that emotion to get you through. So the one thing that, and this is something, again, that I've only just discovered that I have created or formed is discipline. Mm. When you rely on discipline, things do get done because discipline is more structured it's based on a routine in a sense um and it's not based on you're not forming it around an emotion so discipline is always going to be there right Mm -hmm. so if you start to strengthen your mindset and create discipline then you will start to see things happening 
So, um, you know, I find that sometimes if I'm not in the mood, I haven't had a good sleep because Jack's kept me up all night or um, things happening in my life that have been detrimental, I had to keep going. Yeah. And I figured out that it was the discipline in me that got me back to work, that got me to continue running, running a class or it's gotten me to do the things I need to do around the house because I have the discipline. I've formed that over the years and without realising I've focused on building that strength in my discipline. So I think we need to take the focus away from, oh, let's get motivated. Motivation is great. And when it's there, my God, it's fire. Use it to your advantage. But work on strengthening that discipline and then that will help you get through those trickier times. Yeah. And you'll be so surprised at how much you can actually get done and how far you can travel because you're relying on discipline and, and yeah. structure to get you through. And, and building your business in no way, shape or form gets to be easier at all points of the day. I was listening to a podcast, I believe it was the Mindset Mentor the other day, who yes. did one on discipline. And the thing that I, I remember him saying was, you don't need discipline for things that you enjoy yeah, or things that are fun and, yes. and wherever that is because it's so true because that's where motivation or drive comes because you want to be doing it. Discipline passion. comes for, for when you, you know, you don't want to be doing something, even something I was saying to my LEC girls, obviously they create their manuals for their own courses. That's yeah. not the funnest thing in the world. No. But it has to be done. If you it want does. to do the course and you want to teach, this has to be done. And that's yeah. where discipline comes in. Yeah. Because it's like you're going to have the motivation and passion and, and things for some aspects of your business, yeah. but it's not going to be a blanket thing across the board. Say mm-hmm. for me, I don't love website design. I really don't love it. And for the most part, I outsource it. But sometimes there's going to be situations where it's like I need to jump on, even though this yeah. isn't fun for me, and I need to get it done. Because, it has to be done. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's my business. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like we get, like, especially for the girls who are just starting in this industry, it's like, oh, I've got to do a model. Oh, this feels like a chore. Oh, you know what's easier just to sit on the couch and watch Netflix? Yeah, hell, of course it is. Yeah. It's easy for everyone. But how do you then expect to grow and develop and learn and establish this business if you're solely relying on that good feeling to get those things that you don't want done, done? So mm-hmm. discipline for me um, is something that, I probably have had for so long but didn't actually realise how much I needed it until shit got real for me in my personal life Mm. and I I could fall back on it without even realising and I'm like, thank the Lord I had that. And, again, that comes back from experience and and doing this for a long time too. But, again, knowing that you can develop that part of your brain, that discipline can obviously get you through a lot and help you grow. And, and it comes down to, to self-trust as well. There's um, Riley May coaching on Instagram who, who speaks massively about self-trust and deep self-trust. And when you write something on your to-do list, and this is such a small example, you write something on your to-do list and then you don't do it. And then you write it on your to-do list the next day and then you don't do it. What you're actually teaching yourself is that you don't trust yourself or your ability to, to judge your decisions. And that's when that discipline should kick in. But if you don't have it, what you're continuing to do is prove to yourself that you don't you're not going to finish your to-do list. You're not going to get it all done. It's the same as if you book the 7 a.m. gym class, you wake up in the morning and, oh, it's a bit cold. I'm really tired. I'm actually going to stay in because at the end of the day, it is easier to give into those urges that are like, oh, no, just go and lay on the couch or like just sleep in or to do whatever it is. But you're never going to get to where you want to be 
Yeah. And I think that's a, a massive part in, in how much you can succeed in any industry yeah. because no, you things don't just get handed to you and there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. And for me, the term lucky, it, it pisses me off to some degree yeah. because I get it left, right, and so you're so lucky you started this at such a young age. You're so lucky you did this. You're so lucky you got clients. Yeah. But it, it didn't happen out of nowhere. I yeah. literally used to leave school on my spare periods to go home and do clients and come back. Because that's what I was trying to create. I was like, I love doing makeup clients. I want to do them on the weekends. I want to do all of these things. Was that the easiest thing? No, babe. I had to work, walk 30 minutes one way to do a one-hour client and walk 30 minutes back. Like it it is challenging and building a business doesn't just get to be fun, sunshines and rainbows. It definitely Mm -hmm. is, but there's so much that goes with that as well. And I guess that's polarity and duality. It's like both are going to exist at the same time. There's going to be so much happiness and so much hardship. And that's life. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. And, again, it's perception. You know, it's about how we look at things and how we perceive things to be, you know, like the whole gratitude thing, like writing in the journal and be grateful for the things that we have. If you solely focus on the things that you lack and you don't have, well, you're going to get more of that and you're focusing, oh, I don't have that car or I don't have that business or I don't have that family or whatever it could be. But then when you actually take a step back and think, oh, my God, look what I do have. Um that sense of gratitude gives you a different um, perception or, I guess, perspective on um, on life and, and where you are at at that point in time. Yeah, one of my favourite quotes ever is, is as long as happiness is in the future, it's never where you are. So yes. you know, I wish I had that car, I wish I had that house, I wish I had that partner, I wish I had all of these things. Yeah. As long as it's there, you never will look at what you've actually got already. Yeah, and going on that, I actually had another saying, something along the lines of, I'm probably going to stuff this up, but, um, <laughs> you know, something along the lines of don't wait to be happy or don't wait for something to make you happy because it can easily be taken from you, mm. right? So, you know, if you're waiting for that perfect relationship or that perfect business um, or whatever it might be, it can easily be taken away from you. So find happiness and joy and love in what it is you have already right now. And I think too, touching on happiness and joy, you need to start to have more fun. Mm. Don't overthink all of this. Have fun. Enjoy doing this. You're you know, you have a great opportunity to experience and explore so much when it's coming to start a business. Have fun with it. Mm. It's almost an extension of you. It's like creating another little you or a, a child or whatever. I like to think of it as a person, right? So have fun with the process. And then when we have fun, it doesn't feel like work. Like yeah. going back to that whole, oh, I've got to do this for work. I've got to do that. Mm. You know, it, when we have fun and we feel happy, it makes the whole process easier. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. My last little question that I've got written down for you today Mm -hmm. is if you could give your younger self a piece of advice from you now, what would you say to her? You don't have to have all the steps sorted out to get got started. Mm. I think Because I was so, again, going back to being such a perfectionist, I was so fixated on the business cards have to look perfect. And I spent weeks on making my logo and everything. I had to know everything before I could, you know, have a client on the bed. And I still see that with students, you know, if they're in the mentor program, like, Ash, I'm working on my logo and it's been like four weeks. I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. when was the last time you had a student, a client on your bed? Yeah. Oh, I'm having it. I'm working on my logo. You don't have to have everything sorted. You don't have to know all the steps. There's a saying, you don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step or something like that. Yeah. 
So I wish that I knew that at the start because I wasted, I guess if you want to call it wasted, so much time or spent so much time focusing on getting everything perfect when really the perfection or all the, the mastering of my craft came from me actually doing the work. Yeah. And who really cares of what people are going to think? That's another big one. Like who gives a shit? You know, we get people so are gonna judge you regardless. Yeah. And we get so caught up, oh my God, if I post this or if I do this, what are they gonna say? You know what? They're too busy thinking about what people are gonna say about them. Yeah. So just do it and have fun and explore and don't be afraid to have experiences. We get, you know, I was so scared to fail and so scared to not have it all perfect and look perfect. When we do that, we sort of stunt our growth and we don't allow that growth to come organically. So yeah I think for the little ash in me was yeah just just go for it and don't wait to be perfect because there's never such there's no such thing as perfect yeah, yeah. Know, again it comes down to I perceive this to be perfect when you <laughs> go exactly. that is not perfect so again don't wait to be perfect dive right in have fun and you will learn so much on the journey and it's going to be okay <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely it, it will be okay hundred percent it will. And I'm sure in 10 to 20 years time, I'll be looking at my little stuff here and going, Ash, you know, all the things that you were stressing about now, that was just an experience that you had to go through to grow and learn. Yeah. And I guess to another thing that those really down moments, and those tough times, they've been those moments that have made me grow the most. Yeah. So don't be afraid to feel hurt, scared, betrayed or let down because that's where the magic happens absolutely it is well it has been an absolute pleasure having you on today it's been really fun and being able to talk to about things that I guess are a little bit left of field of our usual content or what people expect us to be talking about yeah um but yeah do you have any imparting wisdom to to leave sprinkle on us or Oh, I think, again, like I just said, I want you guys to, with the, the whole experience, yeah, don't be afraid um, to give things a go because you just don't know where it's going to lead you mm. and have fun and and surround yourself with people that are going to not only support you but help you grow as a person and, and I guess, instill beautiful um, wisdom into you. So, um, yeah, just uh, yeah, love, have fun and <laughs> You know, we live in a crazy world, so you just don't know what's going to happen. So just go for it and, and don't be afraid. I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast right now is going to be like, yeah, like I'm just ready to do the thing. I'm just ready to do the thing. I hope so. I really do. Yes. Well, you guys can all find Ash at Melbourne Lashes on Instagram and looking for one of her amazing lash trainings there as well. It has been a pleasure having you on and I will speak to you soon. Thank you, darling. It was so much fun.